Welcome back to a Unity Moment, presented by Detroit Unity Temple. I'm producer Jesse. Today, we have a special talk done by Pastor Gregory Geis. Enjoy. You know, sometimes we never know how we can continuously be a, a blessing to somebody. So now let me take this moment as I take time to be centered. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Lord, make me an instrument. Allow me to be your vessel. Allow me to be able to express your thoughts. Allow me to simply be your humble servant on this moment as I try to express what thoughts you have placed within me. Oh, gracious God, I'm here to be used by you. I'd like to first begin by simply saying I'd like to give honor to God who is the head of my life as I begin this thought and say thank you, God. The title of my lesson today is that we are more than conquerors. And the scripture is taken from Romans 8th chapter, the 37th verse through the 39th verse. And it begins by simply saying, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor hive, nor death, nor any other creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're going to examine that and talk about why Paul made that statement in a letter to Rome, the Christian churches that was in Rome at that particular time. One of his epistles, but as metaphysicians, we're going to explore that, and we're going to talk about that, but metaphysically, I want you to see and examine the metaphysical meaning of a conqueror. A conqueror metaphysically means one who had attained mastery over his sense consciousness. We are more than conquerors through him that loves us. Really, it means that you have to conquer your senses that ability to overcome those things that block you from rising to a higher level of spirituality. Sometimes we don't know what stops us from reaching that God state of mentality because we're trapped at that spiritual level or that material level. We want to go higher. We want to continuously rise to that spiritual level of thought, but we get trapped at this lower level. We get trapped at that mundane flesh level. So we get stopped right there. And then in order to also understand why Paul wrote that letter, Rome represent the head in contrast where Jerusalem represent the heart. The head is the seat of dominating personal will. So Paul knew that he had to write a letter 
And I got to give you some context of why he was writing this epistle, this letter. He was on his way there, and he was in Corinth. And he was going through Spain, and he was going to shoot over to Rome at that particular time. But he knew he, he knew he had to write a letter. There was a conflict going on in Rome at the time. There was Christians in Rome, and they were divided in two groups. One group of Christians were Gentiles, and the other group were Jewish. And they were sort of having two different factions because they couldn't come together. And the Roman Empire was sort of trying to divide them up even more. So Paul wanted to send a, a letter to them. And so it was taken from the eighth chapter in the Bible. But when he wrote that letter, he knew he had to write it in such a way. But now Rome, remember, represents the head. And whenever you get trapped in your head of your own thoughts, your ego comes into that discussion and that ramification. So when the dominating personal will is being written, Paul wanted us to realize that we have to be very conscious of that aspect. Have you ever been trying to think from your head and your ego comes in the way and it sort of gets you trapped? So Paul represents divine will or the divine word. Rome is the center from which the will rules. So here we go. Paul's trying to get us out of that. Now, we all know that Paul is a man of Tyrus who was persecuted, who persecuted the Christian. Now, Paul is trapped because he, Paul himself was one time caught up in personal will. Y'all remember that at the time when he was Saul? So Paul is having this whole dual thought process because he remembered him. He was on the other side when he was Saul. So he's looking at these this whole situation from his own background. Paul was looking back saying, I got to write this letter. Because I remember when I was over here as Saul and I had to go through my own Damascus experience and I'm trying to help these individuals realize you can't get stuck in your own personal will like I was. So Paul writes this very deep, passionate letter and he wants them to understand that you're more than a conqueror. You're more than somebody who can get trapped right there. And he wants them to see the truth as to who they are. He wants them to understand some very passionate letter that don't get trapped there. And he begins, and I'm going to go straight to this verse in Romans 8, 31, 39. And I want you to hear this. On verse 31, he begins it this way. He said, because these two sides are trying to battle with the Roman Empire, he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? How many times you have heard that verse itself? How many times have you been up against a situation when you thought everybody was against you and you had to truly wanted to back off but Paul sent them a message that was so profound, he began, he says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Because he wanted them to realize that when you have God in your life, don't worry about what other people are saying about you. Don't worry about what other people are stacking up against you. Always remember that part. If God is for you, 
Don't get trapped right there. Then he goes on to say, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how, can, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What shall lay anything to the charge of God elects? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that commandeth? It is the Christ that died, yea, rather than rise again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh incessions for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or digress or persecute or famine or nakedness or pearls or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are, all, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yea, on a 37th verse, he says this. Yea, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. He wanted us to remember this. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you may be facing, we are more than conquerors. And he wanted us to know that through him that loves us, no matter what you're going through, no matter how big the wall may be, no matter how hard it may seem, no matter what you may have to go through, he will carry you through it because we are more than conquerors on this very day. But I want to tell you something right here. And what he means by that, he says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, what does that mean? It's not a just about worrying about what's going to take place. Because we are more than conquerors, but it's on to you to understand this one truth. Even, let me slow down. You have to understand, as it says in Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still and know that. But it doesn't quit there. Because what you have to understand is this. Whatever challenge you may have, you have to do your part as well. That means you may get to the point where God would do God's part. But guess what? You have to do your part. That means God will take you to the finish line for that moment. But you have to follow up every day to do your part. That's like somebody who's going through an addiction. You have to make sure that every day you put that bottle down. If you're stopping smoking, God will make sure he does his part. But guess who have to put that cigarette down as well? You can't go back and pick it up every day thinking you... No! You have to make sure that every day you leave that cigarette alone. Whatever you're doing... As Jesus told that woman, go and sin no more. See, God will do his part to fight the battle with you, but you can't keep backsliding every time God does his part. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, it's not just about God doing God's work, 
You are more than a conqueror if you're going to work with God. You have to make sure that you lift yourself up as well. Because if you take one step, God will carry you a long way. But you cannot just expect God to do all the work. We are more than conquerors when we're willing to work with God. You follow what I'm saying? God will carry you to the point where you have to be. But you have to at some point be willing. Jesus told that person at the, bed, at the well, pick up your bed and walk. We have to be prepared to do our part in this whole aspect. Sometimes you have a, a welfare mentality. You expect God to do it for you. No, you have to do it as well. That's when God will take over. You follow what I'm trying to say? We are more than conquerors. As I began to study this message, I realized it's all about everything taking place right now. Just as we were here last night, we had talked about, yesterday, we had talked about a circulation day. But if all we're going to do is talk about a circulation day, guess what? It's never going to happen. We have to do it, but guess what? God brought the people here, but we had to set it in motion for it to happen. We have to begin to do the things, and God will do his part. We are more than just being a conqueror, because we have to align ourselves with the universal energy in order for it to work. Let me say this. If we don't realize that just being in the attitude of a conqueror is great, but we have to do our part to be able to lift up something. If you see that you have the will to do something, then you have to do it. God will give you all the tools to achieve it. If you have the attitude and the desire to be a businessman or a woman, God will bring you the resources. But you have to do it. God provides you with everything you will need right now to do anything you want. But you have to take that first step in order to achieve anything you want in this world. Amen? Amen. We are more than conquerors. And as metaphysicians who understand the truth, the thought cannot be separated from us that the love of God is about right now. Nothing we face can worry us. Remember this. God does not worry God is a principle or law. If we are his children through faith in his son, then we have this pledge of love and protection. It's amazing you had to say that in daily word. <laughs> it says in John 10, 27, Jesus says, my sheep listens to my voice and I know them and they'll follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand, my father who gives them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. We are more than conquerors through him that love us. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John 5, 11. He answered them. He have made me whole the same said unto me, take, my, take up thy bed and walk. We are more than conquerors when we're willing to do it for ourselves. We cannot have an entitlement attitude. We have to have an attitude that recognizes we can go out there and do the work that's being required. 
Somewhere along the line, we expect other people to do it for us. Somewhere along the line, we have to realize that if we are more than conquerors, we have to be willing to do it. Do you expect somebody to come over and clean your own house? One of the things that I appreciated about the Olympics that was just done and completed, every Olympian who wanted to be a champion had to remember one thing. You cannot be a champion unless you did one thing. And what was that? Thank you. The ones who achieved the gold medal, they had one thing in common. They trained the hardest, they trained the most often, they prepared for it. They were more than conquerors because they believed in themselves the hardest and the longest. And they put out the effort the longest and the hardest. And I watched them and I watched those who achieved the gold medal. And when you looked at their record, they put the time into it. They were more than conquerors because they were willing to work for it. God bless the child that got their own. And if we want to grow anything, if we want to grow this facility, if we want to grow beyond this place, we have to put the time and energy within it. We have to understand that. God will bless those who are willing to bless themselves by putting in the time and the talent and energy into it. We are more than conquerors when we're willing to do that. I enjoy watching the Olympics because it shows what happens when you do that. Those individuals work not just one day, not just two days, not just three days or four days. It was a regular, everyday routine activity. We need prayer for warriors. God is waiting for those individuals who are prayer warriors who are willing to pray continuously to develop that rhythm to be lifted up in spiritual warriors, spiritual Olympians who are willing to do that for him. Amen. We have to understand that we are more than conquerors for those who love him. As I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. This is the promise given to us. The more we give to God, the more God will give to us. Amen. You see, we are here so we can be lifted up in spirit. To be more than a conqueror means we face the trials of life with the certainty that we are not alone. We have a mighty father who fights for us. We approach the darkest valleys with confidence, knowing that nothing can happen to us that is not permitted by our father. That loving vibration for our Father, we have his promise for, of eternal life and his presence of the Almighty God every moment of every day until we see and know face to face that presence of the Almighty where nothing can come to us that can be given to us without God's presence within us. My brothers and sisters, I want you to recognize one thing. You have embedded within you a foundation that is here to lift you up as you align with God, if you practice it every day. I watched that take place within that 
foundation of life within that wonderful presence of those athletes who achieve Olympic gold. It was exciting to see. It was exciting to know that and to realize as they brought that gold home, I thought about us, what we can do if we're willing to put in the time, the energy, and the effort to teach, to inspire, to serve. And when we're willing to teach, to inspire, and to serve our community, that will return to us in a magnificent way. Then when we tell people that we are here as Detroit Unity Temple, they will be drawn towards us to lift us up because they will see us as a radiating center of divine truth, a reflection of God's energy. It will be poured into you as a re wonderful reflection of God's truth. God placed us here to be a reflection of that divine life. Look at the person next to you or across from you and to know that right now, they are a divine presence of God's energy. That that very person you see is a divine reflection of that light. And know that we are all more than conquerors through him that loves us. That we are children of God, joint heirs of the kingdom, a royal priesthood of infinite vibrational energy filled with a radiance of God's presence and prosperity and energy of love, health, and wellness. Let us rejoice and praise the presence of the Christ that you see within them. Let us know that right now, the very person you see is a dynamic reflection of God's energy. And if you're watching us, know that very moment, that very person, if you're sitting with someone, is indeed endowed with that perfect and wonderful presence of God. We were all called here to be lifted up and to do God's work. So we praise you, we acknowledge you, because we are more than conquerors. We are builders of a dynamic new world, builders of a kingdom to come, one that will be established here on this plane of earth, right here, right now, to create this wonderful place that we call Detroit Unity Temple. God bless you. Okay, so let's get ready to close. I'd like to say this final prayer. Now, please join us in Unity Worldwide Ministry everywhere as we pray and believe the following prayer. We know that God is a love that has no end and a power that knows no bounds. God's healing power of divine life is restoring, healing, and revitalizing our world in this very moment. We let go of any fears or anxieties and we affirm that all are safe, healthy, and protected. We bless all those who support us in maintaining vibrant, radiant health we express divine life in all we think, say, and do. We bless our global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you may be at right now, we want to say thank you for joining in with us 
making this a wonderful service, a wonderful broadcast. We truly know that you are listening to a unity moment as we bring this to a close. We are just heartfelt by knowing that you are listening to us right now. My name is Pastor Gregory, guys. I am Reverend Melanie Porchdana. And I am Reverend David Stubbs. So we like to just leave this thought with you as we always do. Notice right now. The light of God, God surrounds, surrounds us. The love, love of God, God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. Have a beautiful day. Please know right now that God is with us. And always remember these things once again. Teach, inspire, and serve. Have a beautiful day. God bless you.